It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca Winker at Becca MVP, and today I have my best friend, special guest, Travis Thomas at Travis Thomas EXP for experience. Travis, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'd be doing a lot better if the Wizards had beat the Nets, but I'm on with you, so I'm okay. I'm good. I know. That was a rough game to um to watch it was just so painful i'm glad it's over but um just to give our listeners a background last season i was asked around april to do a little authentic fan clip um for nbc washington's show wizards hang time which travis hosts and we kind of had the first how I met him is we kind of had beef on air. Basically, um, I said to him, he asked me if I played basketball and I said, mm, kind of not really. And he's like, well, I'm not scared of you. I'm not going to, you know, back down. And then I said, OK, well, meet me at the elementary school. How about that? And then we had a beef from there and we've been best friends ever since. So it works out perfect, right? That's actually not how I remember the story. No. <laughs> Let me tell my version. I was just hosting the show minding my business becca came on to talk wizards next thing i know she says the words to me catch me outside how about that and i was like whoa i'm just trying to host the show here what what happened (laughs) threatened to beat me up and then we became friends that's how it went yeah most of the time when you threaten to beat someone up you normally don't become friends but it (laughs) it worked out really well for us both um Actually, I, I wouldn't be able to beat Travis up because he is, what was it, 6'2", you said, and literally he's like a foot taller than me. 
But um, it, it's the heart, you know. I have heart. Christy Winter Scott says I have the heart, and that's all that matters. So <laughs> <laughs> she, I love Christy. Christy's yeah. a big fan of yours too, by the way. I know you know what you think of her and and the high regards that you hold her with, as you should. She's a first lady of hoops, but um, she's she's also a big fan of yours. She said a lot of nice things about you that you don't even know about to me. So um, you know, I just thought you should know that. Yeah, I. I love Christy, like, ever since I started doing, like, Wizards Media and that sort of thing. Like, I always, like, I, I always love watching Christy, and I try to, like, emulate what she does. And, yeah, I'm maybe I'm too too obsessed with her, but I, <laughs> I just love her so much, and I'm glad that um, she, I, I've gotten to work with her last year. She actually, what happened was Gary... Uh, your producer Travis he asked me to be on and I said "Mm, I don't know like I have something to do tonight but let me know when Christy's on because I want to like go on with Christy and he's like actually Christy's coming on the show tonight and I'm like oh okay actually I'm free like I can do it right like I'm wide open like so that's how that's that's why I did it that night but yeah she um I'll, I'll give you a little insight on to her as a broadcaster she's one of the most hardworking really just people but in terms of broadcasting you know she preps like nobody's business she knows everything about each player and i think that comes from also she does a lot of play-by-play so you know when you do play-by-play for games you have to know everything about every player every coach and she carries that to her analyst um job as well you know when she's in there working wizards or or mystics or whatever for us you know, she just really knows her stuff. So if anything you can emulate, take that. Take her work ethic and her and her passion for the game, really, I think is what makes her awesome. I certainly will. I'm just like, every time I see her at the Wizards games, it's like, you know, I'm in the locker room afterwards seeing, like, all the star players, like John Wall, Bradley Beal. But if I see, like, Chrissy Winter-Scott walking down the hallway, like, I'm starstruck. Like, I don't care about those other guys. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's Chrissy Winter-Scott. But, um, yeah, so that being said, I mean, unfortunately, we're here to talk about the Wizards game that happened last night. It was Nets 115, Wizards 104, and um, it was not a pretty loss. It, I mean, there's no such thing as a pretty loss, but that was just awful. I mean, yeah, what? It, it was it was terrible. I mean, I I will take some positives from it, Becca, in that, and, and there's been a few losses this season where this has happened, but I feel like Dwight Howard is playing himself healthy. Uh, he's having decent games. He, you know, last night was a tremendous game, quite frankly. And he looks a little more fresh to me. He has a little more pep in his step, a little more bounce uh, when he jumps. He, do- it, it, he doesn't look painful. He doesn't look like he's laboring like some of those games earlier, you know, the season when he came back. I could take that as a positive. Another positive I can take, to be honest with you, is I'm still waiting for John Wall and Bradley Beal to get on the same page and have a good game uh, at the same time. It seems like, you know, some nights one does his thing and the other struggles or vice versa. Uh, We both know that it's just a matter of time until they both kind of figure it out and and get on the same page in the same game. Um, So I'm kind of still holding out hope for those things to happen. Uh, and those are the positives I guess I can take is that 
you know, Dwight played well, and really neither John nor Brad played that good. And I, I just think that's not going to happen night in, night out. But this team has got to play defense, Becca. That's all there is to it. It's pitiful. Oh, my gosh. I know. And, I mean, it's one thing when a team – you know, is on a hot streak, and there's nothing you could do about that when they get their shots. But it's just like, you know, when they don't even try, that's when it's most frustrating. I mean, teams are there to compete. They're not just going to give us the win. So you have to, you know, have your defense. And, I mean, I'm totally with you about Bradley Beal and John Wall because we've seen what they can do together when they're on the same page and they're working together. I mean, at some point, um, they were considered maybe possibly the best backcourt in the NBA. And I, st- I still think that they can be that and they can keep it moving. And I'm just, uh, I'm, just on, I'm just on the waiting list just like you are. So hopefully we'll get them ready to play together. And it's just it's frustrating to see losses like this because, you know, the Wizards are going to go on a like a – a streak now where they're going to be playing some tougher teams like we've got Portland on Sunday so you know Portland's not going to give us that win easy but we'll have to see what happens for that yeah yeah Portland's a good team I mean um but I I just and the Wizards did beat them so they may want a little revenge on their minds when they see them here but for me honestly even if you're going back to John Wall and Bradley Beal, even if you're having a bad shooting night or you're turning the ball over or whatever, you're just out of sync, out of sorts. Defense to me is effort and there's just no excuse to not play defense, especially on a night when you're struggling offensively. And the issue for me with the Wizards is I haven't seen them play a lick of defense all damn season. So it's like, well, what's, what's really going on here? I, I, You know, I'm not making excuses, but, you know, not everybody's Steph Curry. And, hell, even Steph Curry has off nights. So I'm not going to really fault them for a bad shooting night here or there in an 82-game season. But, my God, can can we just play defense sometimes? Just a little bit. Like, would it kill you to just stay, you know? And, and Scott Brooks said the same thing. He said, you know, we just couldn't stay in front of the ball, and that was pretty much it last night. Like, we were asking him all sort of different questions, and his main um, response was just, like, we couldn't stay in front of the ball. That's just pretty much it. We couldn't. Um, the Brooklyn Nets were making threes, and they were attacking with pretty good moves. We haven't been able to man up and guard, guard our man. So, I mean, that that's pretty much what it comes down to. Everybody else pretty much had the same response. And that, that's all that it is. It, it's pretty easy to kind of look at the stat sheet and think, okay, well, the Brooklyn Nets were shooting pretty good. Like, everyone was making their shots. But also, like, what you don't get from the stat sheet is just the defense was terrible. I mean, right. so hopefully people see that. And another thing, too, is that, you know, the Nets, we, we had – um. How many turnovers did we have? We had like 12 or 13 or something. I mean, and the Nets were able to score a lot of points off of that. So, yeah. I mean, 13, we, we had 13 turnovers and 19 points were made out of those turnovers. I mean, you just can't afford to let things like that happen. Well, think about some of the losses this season. I mean, you could go back to the opener against 
uh, the Heat, where it's like a simple box out wins the game for you. Uh, it's it's the little things to me. It's the details. It's the effort. You know, like we're talking about play, giving more on defense, uh, doing the small things like diving for a loose ball, or I don't know, boxing out on a on a game winning potential shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at some of the losses. I mentioned the Heat. You know, the Kings, uh, Clippers, Memphis. I mean, they're just losing Orlando, even though they won the last time they saw Orlando, and then the Nets last night. And then, Becca, if you look ahead, I mean, come on. You you mentioned Portland. We have to go to Toronto. You got to see the brow. You have to see Harden. And now, by the way, did you see Jimmy Butler last night with the Sixers? They're humming. They're coming up. So the, the Wizards, look, <laughs> they have some work to do, and they have got to – they need like a come to Jesus moment now. I, I mean, they can't wait anymore. It's like, all right, it was maybe it was cute the first week. They're losing right. games. They'll figure it out. It's not cute anymore. You gotta, you gotta get this together, or you're gonna be in real trouble. Exactly, and I think that that hit it for me when they were basically what was it two and nine. I was just like, okay, you know what? Like this, it like it's a wrap for this. Like you know, getting blown out every night by any given team because. This team has so much talent. Everybody knows it. Everybody says that. But when it comes down to it, they just can't get it done. And it's embarrassing, you know? It's embarrassing for the team. It's embarrassing for fans. It's embarrassing for media. Because we all know, like, this should not happen. And it's just it's just horrifying. So, yeah. that being said, I mean, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more Wizards. Stick around. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca. I'm here with my special guest, Travis Thomas. Basically, the TV mogul, he does it all. He does podcasts, he does television, he does Twitter. Well, I'm trying to get him to be on Twitter more, but that's, you know, that's another, that's another story. But he's, um, today he's got, um, one o- you're on 106 The Fan this morning? Yeah, I'm on 106.7 Fan from noon to 2. Uh, so if you would like to call in again like you did last week, I will give you the spotlight every time you call my show. That was an awesome segment last week. And uh, I don't even know if you heard or not. After we talked and you had hung up, literally the next caller 
was like, I actually didn't even call about the Wizards. I was calling to talk about, I think it was the Redskins. He was like, but I just want to say, uh, that Becca caller was insightful, and I learned a lot. Anyways, <laughs> on to the Redskins. I was like, wow, how about that? That's so cool. Yeah, I, I texted Travis because I told him, I was like, first of all, I was like, we finally got to get Travis on my podcast because I've been telling him that he he needs to be on my podcast since, like, I don't know, like, spring earlier this year and I never followed through with it it just like the summer got crazy so I was like okay Travis like we're doing this like what's your schedule and he's like actually I'm talking about basketball and uh, Redskins on 106 the fan right now and you should call in and I'm like okay like I'm gonna call in like I'm gonna call in and talk hoops like and then he says, okay, so you've been on my radio and my TV. Like, when am I going to be on your podcast? Like, this isn't fair, you know? Like, we got to have a fair trade-off. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, so we we had to make it work, and it's been awesome. Travis, you need to be on my show every single time. Unfortunately, it can't work like that. But you need to be on my show when we win. That would be fun. Oh, that'd be awesome. But I, the reality is, anytime you ask me, you know I'm here. So I got your back. Exactly. I'm so happy about that. Um, so the Wizards have a game tomorrow with Portland. We know it's not going to be easy. Travis, do you think they're going to come in there and get that win? Uh, I certainly hope so. I, I personally don't think they will. I just think... Portland is playing really well right now, and I honestly, I just feel like that team probably slept on the Wizards a little bit when the Wizards played them in the Moda Center and got the win. Uh, so I would imagine Portland wants to come here and return serve and win that game. So, you know, the issue for me is obviously the Wizards are as talented, uh, if not more. You can make the argument maybe even on paper – more talented than the Blazers. The issue for me is going to be, if I'm right and the Blazers want to win this game uh, to make up for losing at home to the Wizards, then effort is going to be the key for the Wizards to win. And this team has just not proven to me that they care. Right. And so until I start seeing that, until I start seeing the effort, uh, and, and they haven't shown it. They, here's one thing they've been consistent on. They haven't shown it at home and they haven't shown it on the road in terms of effort so hopefully they can get the win but I would not be surprised if Portland wins that game tomorrow at all you're absolutely right and you know something that has been not really going in our favor is you know for take last night for an example Otto Porter and Markeith Morris Markeith Morris had four points Otto Porter had eight and these are our starters you know like we can't I, I mean there's no there's no way we can win unless everyone contributes. You know what I mean? It's just not happening. Um, a positive, though, is Kelly Oubre did have 18 points. But somehow we really need to get Otto Porter more involved than he has been. He hasn't had the best season. And part of me feels like it's because maybe Scott Brooks or the team is just trying to maybe put him in a position and make him do things that he's just not, not that he's not able to do, but just, you know, because Otto Porter is best at catching threes and getting those threes. And I think they expect him to do something different. I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts about that? 
Well, it's two parts. For one, for years, I've been saying Otto Porter's a guy that needs set plays run for him to right. be successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not really the current NBA. That's more of like a college game style. But, you know, listen, that's the reality. If you give if you give that guy all that money, you want him to be involved. You want You obviously want him to be a part of this team. You obviously want him to be his most productive. Okay, well, if that's the case... You got to run set plays for him. That's it. He's he's not a playground type ball player where he could just go out there and make plays on his god given ability or his athleticism or you know cross you up and take your ankles or things like that. That's not who he is. So that's one part. Scott Brooks has to run set plays for Otto Porter. I've been saying it forever. The second part now, which is a new development for me, is as I watch this team this season, it is painstakingly obvious to me that Otto Porter should be coming off the bench. And I just don't think it's going to happen because of the contractual obligations and even the optics of how it would look uh, with a guy making that kind of money and a guy that this franchise obviously believes in to be a top-notch player. But how much better, in my opinion, would this team be with Kelly Oubre in the starting lineup and Otto being your sixth man. I think you could find success there, and I think that is a perfect fit for Otto Porter and even more realistic to run set plays for him coming off the bench because you don't have John and Brad who are ball-dominant guards who need the ball. Uh, So to me, Otto would be a perfect leader of that second unit, but I don't think it'll happen. I think it's pie in the sky, but it's just – as I watch this team, I think it would be the perfect scenario. I mean, you're right about that because Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre, they basically played the same amount of minutes, and um, Kelly had 18 points, so and Otto had eight. So I, I think it would make a huge difference if we had those two kind of switch roles. But um, like you said, unfortunately, that's just not going to happen with um, the, the contracts and just the way that things are. But you never know. It doesn't hurt to um, dream a little bit. But that's about it for that game. I mean, tomorrow they're going in and playing Portland. It's not going to be an easy one. Wizards do tend to sometimes, last season they would rise to the occasion and compete with the teams that are tougher. But this season is a little rough, so I'm not sure where that's going to go. Hopefully we can have... Keith Morris, Porter, somebody step up and provide that extra boost, those extra points. And that's a wrap for that. I mean, Travis, you have anything else to say about these games? Well, I just, uh, you know, I, I hearken back to the effort thing. It, does Scott Brooks not look miserable to you? Like, he just looks like he is so fed up and just... He just looks miserable. The only thing, if I'm him, I'm the happiest guy on earth with that bank account like that. But I I just, I imagine that, you know, it's just been a a difficult road for him to try and get through to this team and try and get them to play that effort, uh, gritty style of basketball that just doesn't even really exist in the NBA anymore. So I feel like it's got to be tough for him, but for this team to be successful, they're going to have to reach down and find that somewhere. And whether it's they just do it on their own and they finally a light bulb goes off or it's Scott Brooks finally gets through to them, I know one thing. If they have to find it because if they don't, 
uh, we're just going to continue to see what we see for the rest of this season. It's going to be a long season if that happens. Um, I was just telling Travis that before the show started that every time the Wizards lose and, you know, I have to go to the games and do the media and then, you know, take the Metro home and then try to get some sleep, I wake up and I feel hungover. You know, I feel tired. I feel like I feel like I had a wild night out gone bad last night but if you know if they win I wake up you know and I feel for some reason I feel a lot better so Wizards I'm gonna need you to get those wins so I'm not feeling like sick every morning thinking about this and Travis tell them where they can find you like what mm -hmm. yeah first of all I feel the exact same way as you uh except I'm not hung over from the Wizards game. I'm hung over from all the Crown Royal that I pounded last night. <laughs> uh, but you can find me at Tra- Travis Thomas Experience on all social medias. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Travis Thomas Experience. I also have a website um, where I do everything from sports betting to uh, fitness and lifestyle. Uh, it's just kind of a, a unfiltered version of me, really. So... Uh, if you want to get to know more about me and just see what I'm up to all the time, uh, it's Travis Thomas Experience. And, of course, uh, I do the Santana Moss Show podcast. I'm on D.C. Sports Live uh, Monday through Friday at 10 on NBC Sports Washington. And then I do 106.7 The Fan uh, on the weekends. He does. He literally does it all, guys. But I find for you guys, if you want to talk to Travis, you got to call him on The Fan because that way, if you want to trash talk to him or you want to tell him how it is, that's the easiest way, the fastest way, the most efficient way. And you can get him real good today because he's done off that crown royal. And (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to get Travis good today, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to set my boy up, but I'm just saying today will be the day. So please call him. If you have some nice things to say, please call him. And yeah, either way, you got to call him. Yeah, if you got mean things to say, call me even more. And uh, I I love all challengers. But I will say this, Becca, what do you drink? Because Crown Royal is my weapon of choice. What do, what do you uh do? You, are you a drinker at all? Do you even drink? I don't even know. Uh yeah, I mean I'm a social drinker. I like you know I like white wine. I like those vodka sodas. I don't have. I'm not fancy like Travis. See, Travis is like okay. If I'm gonna do it, I gotta do it right. I gotta have my good alcohol I'm just like I'm like a I'm still stuck in college I'm like I'll drink whatever and then I'll wake (laughs) I'll wake up the next day and be like oh maybe that um five dollar bottle of vodka was not such a good choice but you know you gotta you gotta step your game look you've been crushing it out here so it's time you step your game on that you gotta your liquor has to level up with your career that's how it works I know I need I need that expensive bottle um, I'm going to start buying those, you know, go to the club and drop $300 on a bottle. I'm going to be living that football player life. So that, I mean, that I got to step up my uh, liquor game. You got to step up your social media game and we'll be, we'll probably be, we'll probably be good. <laughs> probably right about that. Maybe I should step up my liquor game and then go on social media. How do you think that would Oh, work yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be the best thing that could happen to social media. <laughs> if you guys don't know Travis Thomas, his nickname is Reckless Trav. 
because he's got sometimes he comes out like with these crazy opinions or these crazy predictions that no one wants to hear no one wants to happen and whenever he drops those opinions they happen so afterwards there's been so many times where he's made some wild opinions on the wizards and then he'll go back on the post-game show and you know christy and you know jp whoever whoever's on the um who who's the other guys that were on there? My my Chris Miles. Chris yeah, Miles, they yeah. were just like they're just staring at him like, oh god, like do we really have to do this show after this this jerk <laughs> this jerk said all that crazy stuff? Like they're all mad and he's like, you know, he's chilling in his wizard's hat, like he's wear, he's wearing the wizard's hat and glasses. Like what's up, guys? Like it's hilarious. Yeah, if uh, the Wizards ever listen to my predictions, they'd be 82-0, and 0, so that shows you how that goes. Yeah, so Wizards, you got to start li- – everybody should start listening to Travis until he starts talking crazy, then you got to um, cut off the TV before <laughs> before it gets really bad. But, yeah, that being said, thank you so much, Travis, for coming on the show. You did awesome, as always. You kill it in every single aspect of your life, so I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Anytime. And uh, I'm a big fan of yours as well. So keep doing your thing and just glow up out here. I, I really admire what you're doing. The glow up is real, guys. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm Becca, Becca MVP, Travis Thomas at Travis Thomas EXP for experience. And we will see you soon. the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.